Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight. And boy, folks, here we are sitting here uh, heading into the last weekend of the summer. Hard to believe, but that's where we're at. Uh, in case you missed it, fall does officially arrive for us. That is going to come our way on Thursday, Thursday evening. I believe around nine o'clock on Thursday evening officially is when we have the autumnal equinox. And of course, what that means is uh, at that point in time, and I believe it's 9.04 PM here on the uh, East coast, uh, 9.04 PM Thursday night, uh, the actual, the equator is what comes into play. The sun will be directly over the equator. That's why it's referred to as the, uh, the equinox. Of course, there are a lot of uh, old wives' tales about being able to, you know, stand up an egg at that moment of the equinox and all of that uh, stuff. But uh, that uh, <laughs> I've actually never tried that. So I don't think I could personally verify that it is actually a hoax that you can stand an egg on its end during the equinox. But I think from what I've read and heard that that is a little bit of an old wives' tale. But bottom line is that uh, fall does officially arrive here. Less than a week from now, and look, this week has been uh, a bit of a fall preview for us. In fact, uh, as this podcast drops, of course, on Friday, uh, pretty interesting because as we started the day today, we had several spots uh, dip down into the 40s. Some of you guys may know that I do uh, get on the radio every morning and do some live radio and some live forecasts. I do it with uh, my good friend RJ Harris over at WHP 580 and his producer Holly Love and of course, newsman Bill Mead, and uh, that's always fun. But I, I do those. Uh, that one falls around seven twenty, and then again at eight twenty, and then every morning around seven twenty-five, kind of give or take. I'm uh, live with uh, Rick on Red, uh, our friends at Red One Hundred Two Point Three, uh, out of Carlisle, which of course plays uh, New Country and uh, the best of all the legends. And uh, that uh, signal obviously reaches all throughout the capital region. And I do live weather with him. But uh, Rick was telling me this morning that their studios in Carlisle, they were down to 49 degrees. There were a lot of spots that did get down into the 40s uh, overnight last night. So you got to go all the way back to mid to early May was the last time we had a morning that at least started out feeling like this morning with several spots down into the 40s. I went back and looked, and uh, the last time we officially got down into the 40s in Harrisburg, where our records are kept, that actually took place uh, back on May 11th when we got down to uh, 48 degrees. And let me just take a quick check of my computer here because I want to see one second here. Okay, so uh, the low that we had this morning in Harrisburg was 53 degrees, and so, look, we didn't get down into the 40s officially, but uh, bottom line is that many spots did dip down into the 40s. In fact, as I look at some of these temperatures, 48 in Lewistown, 47 in York, 48 in Sealands Grove. So all of those spots were down into the 40s. And like I said, uh, Rick down in Carlisle let us know that uh, his thermometer at Red 102.3 was uh, down to 49 degrees this morning. So, yeah, if you were out early this morning around daybreak and that's another thing about this time of year sunsets now are getting later and later and uh officially our sunset this morning was around 6 50 a.m so it's almost getting close to 7 a.m uh that we have uh sunrise i should say and then sunset tonight coming up at 7 14 p.m so uh obviously the equinox coming up on thursday that's when we have equal time of darkness and daylight 
So we'll actually get it totally equal coming up on Thursday in terms of uh, the amount of time between our sunrise and sunset will be give or take right around 12 hours. So yeah, indicative of where we're heading here. And, you know, once we get into the fall, of course, and then we fall back uh, <laughs> on the clocks and uh, it just doesn't seem to take very long. And all of a sudden it's five o'clock and it's getting dark outside. And of course, then we, you know, bring in winter with our quote unquote shortest day of the year, at least in terms of hours of daylight. And that always happens uh, in late December, uh, right before Christmas itself. So looking forward to fall weather. Fall is my favorite season of the four. I like them all for different reasons. And obviously, as a meteorologist, there are different challenges that come with the different seasons. And that's one of the things I really, really do like about forecasting um, is that, you know, it does bring us the different seasons, different challenges, different things to be talking about, different things to uh, be looking for. Got to tell you, uh, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but the old joke, the old running joke is that, you know, the easiest job in the world is to be the meteorologist. Uh, in San Diego, California, but I would find it to be about the most boring job in the world to be the meteorologist in San Diego, California, because there wouldn't just be enough fluctuation and enough change. And, you know, we call it the weather story, uh, you know, uh, us internally, myself, Tom, and we're always talking about what's the weather story and what's, what's the best way that we can tell, uh, that weather story. One of the great things about central Pennsylvania is you do have the four distinct seasons and that weather story is always changing. You know, for example, you know, coming into last weekend, the big weather story, hey, it, we're going to get some more beneficial rain. Unfortunately, it looks like it's uh, the second half of the weekend is looking really damp and it looks like showers in the Monday. Nobody loves, you know, <laughs> rainy days and Mondays, but that was the big weather story one week ago. The big weather story was all about the rain that we were going to get, and it looked like a pretty good soaking rain and some beneficial rain. That's exactly how it played out. A lot of spots wound up getting uh, nearly two inches of rain, if not more, depending on where some of those heavier rain bands set up, especially on Sunday morning than again on uh, Monday night. Uh, but this week, the weather story has done a complete 180 because it's been all about the sunshine once we got past Monday. It's been all about the fall preview, uh, the cooler temperatures, the sunshine. I always say this is a really fun job when you're able to hand out good news and deliver good news. And I've uh, been delivering good news here basically since uh, Tuesday morning. Now, as we head into the weekend, uh, the last weekend of summer, it is going to start to feel a bit more summer-like for us. We're going to start to uh, feel those high temperatures go up a little bit, and it's going to get a little bit sticky as well, particularly on Sunday. I'm thinking mid-80s, mid to low 80s for Saturday. And then for Sunday, I do think we're looking at temperatures topping out in the mid to upper 80s. And uh, Monday, we've got a chance just out ahead of our next rental boundary to maybe, maybe make a run at 90. We could potentially do that on Sunday and Monday, it's an outside chance, but a chance nonetheless, and you will notice a, a bit of an uptick uh, in the humidity. So I don't want to talk about, you know, it being like, you know, hazy, hot and humid because it's not going to be that, but it is going to be up above average uh, heading into next week. Uh, we've gotten again to that point, you know, all of that beneficial rain we got first half of September. Fantastic. Now, unfortunately, the trend for the second half of September is to get pretty dry again. And look, we can go through stretches in the fall where it does stay pretty dry, especially if we don't tap into any remnant moisture from a tropical system. And uh, got to tell you, back half of September right now, the trend is to be drier than certainly the first half. And we had several inches of rain, several inches of some really beneficial rain that we definitely needed here in central PA. Next best chance for rain for us currently looks like late in the day Monday. 
Maybe that front gets held up a little bit and uh, lingers into the day on Tuesday, but uh, I'm not totally sold on that just yet. But uh, that would be our next chance for rain, some spotty shower chances. Uh, current modeling for next week picks up on, generally speaking, less than a quarter of an inch of rain throughout central PA. So it's looking like a fairly dry week. And uh, back half of next week, heading into next weekend, which, of course, would be our first weekend of fall. And that'll be the next thing that we're you know, getting geared up for and talking about. But next weekend and into the following week. So by then, we're you know starting to talk about you know the 24th, 25th, 26th, you know, essentially winding down the last few days of September. It does look cooler. Uh, I think we're going to start to string together several days where our high temperatures are in the 70s. And look, you know, with fall arriving and uh, by the time we get to this time next week, we're dwindling down the days in September already. And uh, that means October is right around the corner. And October is a major, major transition month here in central PA, where we often have very warm days, especially early in October. But then we start to really have some cool nights. And, you know, the old saying, frost on the pumpkin um, generally speaking, you know, by late October, we're starting to look at potentially that that first frost. And I think we all know that uh, like Halloween itself, trick or treat, uh, that is a very fickle holiday in terms of temperature. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's great for the kids to go out and don't need the jackets to go out trick or treating. And then other times, yeah, it's downright cold. Uh, for trick or treat night, especially if there's any kind of a wind or a breeze involved out of the north. So uh, we will wait and see. But bottom line is, as I as I'm looking at things right now here long term, we're going to get a push of warmer air here over the uh, coming weekend into early next week. But then by the following weekend, like right, you know, as fall gets here, uh, it does look like there is going to be some cooler air in the pipeline in several days. It does look like nice weather, uh, that fall weather that I certainly love. Nothing I love more than sunshine and 70s. To me, that's the uh, perfect forecast because it's just so comfortable uh, to be outside, especially if you're in the direct sunlight. So I do think we've got several opportunities for sunshine and 70s toward the back end of next week and then heading into next weekend. And then we're getting close to October and the big transition month. And, you know, all bets are uh, are, are off a little bit. I wanted to uh, talk for a little bit about Obviously, we've got a tropical system that we're watching, Tropical Storm Fiona. If you've been watching it all this week, uh, we started talking about Fiona because Fiona became a named storm midweek. And uh, right now, right now, not forecast to become a hurricane. But here over the weekend, uh, going to bring not only, obviously, some high winds, heavy rain, and that's going to be the big you know issue here uh, with Fiona is just uh, – the torrential rainfall that Fiona will bring talking about the, the Virgin islands, British and U S Virgin islands. And then uh, it looks like Puerto Rico is going to get uh, hammered with a lot of heavy rain that eventually the Dominican Republic and Haiti uh, will get some rain. Some question as to whether or not Cuba will be impacted at all. Most of the long range models that I'm looking at right now uh, continue to keep Fiona out to sea, but it's going to kind of churn out in the Atlantic off the coast of the United States middle of next week to late next week. And then look, a lot of things can change. Conventional model wisdom right now does keep Fiona away from the East Coast of the United States. But obviously, you know, uh, things can change. We're, we're talking about seven to 10 days out here in terms of potential impacts to the United States. So Fiona will comfortably reside in the one to watch category here uh, moving forward well into next week. And look, folks, we're due. Obviously, you know, the predictions 
of a uh, very active hurricane season thus far, at least have not come to fruition. Uh, we have yet to have uh, a named Atlantic storm that really posed a big threat to the United States. And here we sit in uh, mid-September, but this is peak hurricane season. And I delved a little deeper earlier this week into hurricane season. And there is some conventional wisdom out there uh, for folks that really study this stuff that uh, while the season may have gotten off to a slow start, and there's a number of factors involved. One of the biggest is just uh, the wind shear pattern uh, off of Africa has been just kind of what's the best word I can use here. Uh, truncating the idea that these storms would actually be able to, to form and uh, turn into big storms, tropical systems, hurricanes, thanks to the uh, wind shear that's been uh, basically blowing out of the west and then onto the uh, outer tip of Africa. So that's one of the reasons why uh, a lot of the experts are saying, at least in terms of the tropical experts have been saying our hurricane season's been a little bit of a dud so far. Um, but because of this fact, remember hurricanes, tropical systems, they, one of the things they do is they release heat. And, um, as a result, water temperatures are still very, very high out in the Atlantic. So, uh, there is some thought that, uh, we could be talking about hurricanes and name storms well into November when traditionally, of course, hurricane season ends on November 1st, but we've had years where we've been talking about storms, uh, into November and uh, we've also had years where, you know, June 1st is the traditional start of hurricane season where we've had to talk about uh, name systems, name storms uh, before June 1st. So that would not surprise me if uh, this hurricane season was a little bit of a late bloomer. And we did see some activity uh, even beyond November 1st and potentially some impactful storms uh, beyond November 1st. But I don't think anybody's complaining. Anybody with any interests along the Atlantic seaboard, Florida residents, Carolinas, I don't think anybody's complaining uh, about the fact that it has been a quiet hurricane season. And it's certainly, I don't think the folks uh, at FEMA are complaining <laughs> about a quiet hurricane season. And uh, look, it certainly helps the United States in the long run to not have any, having to, you know, obviously pump a bunch of money into an area of the country that gets wiped out by uh, a major storm. So uh, fingers crossed that it continues to be a, a real quiet uh, hurricane season for us. And this will continue to be the trend here uh, moving forward. Speaking of hurricanes, um, I did want to mention uh, a pretty significant anniversary that is taking place here uh, over the weekend, specifically on Saturday. Uh, that's when we had our all-time record rainfall uh, for the 17th of September, back in 2004, we had 2.46 inches of rain. So we're talking mid-September 2004, two and a half inches of rain in one day. Uh, any guesses as to what was going on? Obviously, the time of year is a, a bit of a giveaway here. But uh, some of you may recall uh, when uh, in central Pennsylvania, we were dealing with what was left of Hurricane Ivan. Yeah, Ivan. So we were all the way down into the eyes uh, by this time in 2004. And of course, we're right now in the F's with Fiona. Uh, but yeah, Hurricane Ivan, we got some real heavy rain. And uh, we had already had uh, some heavy rain earlier in September. And Ivan basically just kind of, well, it kind of pushed us over the edge, really. And uh, a few days later, on the 19th of September, so we would be talking about, and that's what normally happens. You get the real heavy rain. We got the real heavy rain on the 17th. And then two days later on the 19th, which the anniversary of which would be Monday, of course, that's when the Susquehanna River 
uh, had its crest at 24.4 feet. And a lot of folks may remember there was some very significant flooding that took place in and around central Pennsylvania uh, in 2004. Uh, in September. To give you an idea, I think the one that a lot of people really remember is 2011 and uh, the the big time flooding we had in 2011. Well, the eighth highest crest on the Susquehanna on record was from Ivan back in 2004, 24.4 inches. Uh, the fifth highest crest was 2011, 25.17 inches. So, uh, you know, when you think about the devastation of 2011, that was just over 25 feet, at least in terms of the crest of the Susquehanna. And then uh, with Ivan, uh, back in 2004, the crest was 24 and a half feet. So not too much of a difference. And they come in ranked at fifth and eighth all time uh, in terms of the uh, the high watermark. Of course, the uh, anniversary, the 11th anniversary of the remnants of Tropical Storm Lee and uh, all the flooding that took place uh, in 2011. That was just a couple of weeks ago, back on the uh, 9th of uh, September was when we had uh, that peak. So, yeah, September, we have dealt with floods. We have dealt with floods due to the remnants of tropical systems. And uh, right now, I mean, as dry as we are, look, we don't want, you know, 10 inches of rain like we had when we had Lee. But, um, you know, the remnants of a tropical system for us at some point in time here uh, over the fall months would necessarily be uh, a bad thing for us. Oh, and, of course, all of that pales in comparison to the mother of all storms, which, of course, is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Talking, of course, about the legend, uh, Hurricane Agnes, peaking on the 24th day of June back in 1972. Get this, 33.27 inches was the peak at Agnes. And uh, I know a lot of folks remember 2011. When you consider how bad 2011 was at 25.17 feet, Imagine Agnes at 33.27 feet. And when you get up above flood stage, look, every inch of water makes a big, big difference. And wow, Agnes, uh, too young to remember it personally, but unbelievable uh, that we uh, had a, a flood stage reach up over 33 feet uh, in Harrisburg. And of course, that went a long way to all of the devastation that was well chronicled uh, earlier this year in June when we had the uh, 50th anniversary of Agnes. But fairly significant anniversary here over the weekend, 2004, Ivan, and then the uh, eighth highest crest ever on the Susquehanna. And uh, it just blows me away when I think about how that was 18 years ago. I remember that well. Uh, because I live in New Cumberland, and the Yellow Breaches flooded. Uh, it flooded at Nick's, uh, the you know one fourteen, the real famous restaurant, in New Cumberland that's been there for years. That doesn't sit too far from the Yellow Breaches, and uh, yeah, I remember a lot of the uh, the residents and businesses down in that lower half of New Cumberland. The Yellow Breaches flooded, uh, and then we did it all over again, even worse in uh, 2011 with the remnants of Lee. So we went through a, a real stretch there where we dealt with uh, some flooding there along the Susquehanna, but. You know, it has been, thankfully, since 2011 now, 11 years since we dealt with any kind of real major flooding on the Susquehanna. Let's hope that streak continues to stay uh, intact. But yeah, 18 years ago for Ivan, that is hard, hard, hard to believe for me that it's already been uh, 18 years. Yeah, but I was already working here at CBS 21. Uh, I had my 20th anniversary uh, earlier this year uh, back in January. So uh, summing up 
our weather moving forward. It does get warmer over the course of the weekend. I do think by Sunday, we're talking mid to upper 80s, the return of some humidity. So a summer going out with a little bit of a bang here with some warmer temperatures, mid to upper 80s on Monday. Who knows? Maybe even near 90 as that front approaches from the west. And it does look like some spotty or scattered showers Monday night into Tuesday. How much rain we see remains to be seen, but it does not look like a blockbuster. It does not look like the kind of system that would really bring us uh, the rain we need here in central Pennsylvania. And then fall arriving on Thursday, and I think right on cue, we will have some cooler numbers heading into next weekend uh, when we start to see some pretty consistent high temperatures uh, into the 70s. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you folks that uh, love your weather, love your central PA weather, and we love bringing it to you. So uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for spending some time with me here. This week's edition of It's Raining Mets.